Hello, everyone. It's uh, Mark Howard, and welcome to the Three Principles uh, uh, Town Hall Seminar. Um, I just got the recording started, and uh, for those of you who are new, um, at the end of the um, uh, at the end of the teleseminar today, we'll get a recording to you in a couple of days or so. Um, if all of you uh, on the call have received an email reminder from me um, <clears throat> about the teleseminar, you will automatically uh, get the uh, teleseminar recording sent to you. Um, if you're new, then at the end, I'll tell you how to connect to the uh, teleseminars and to me at the end of our uh, our call today. So welcome to um, the town hall um, meeting of the three principles. Um, so um, I will want to talk a bit to our topic today about how comparisons take you away from a good feeling. Um, I'll talk for a little bit, and then I want to check in with all of you who are on the call today uh, to see if you have any questions, um, uh, either about the topic or really any question you might have about the principles in, in general. I see there are a few uh, first-time people here, so... Um, after I talk for a bit, which will be about 25 minutes or so on this topic, um, I'll open it up for people to share or ask questions or any thoughts you have at all about your understanding of the principles or any questions about today's topic or the meeting in general. To do so, you would want to um, press star 2 on your telephone, and I will know you um, have a question for me. But I'll get to that after um, I share a bit on the topic. So today's topic is really um, something that I've been reflecting on. Oh, by the way, it's good to be back to the teleseminars. I had to change and uh, not be available for, for last month as uh, I was doing some traveling and just got back from a three principles program in Hawaii that I did with uh, Chris Heath. But this topic on comparison has come to mind for me for about, I've been reflecting on it for uh, several months now, as I mentor a lot of three principles practitioners in various health um, uh, practices um, that are new to the principles. And I find that they do a lot of comparing about how they um, share the principles and um and uh, com compared to uh, other people that they watch on videos or on some of the webinars or podcasts. And it gets in their way of feeling um, the kind of a, a comfortableness in sharing just what they know. And also I've been seeing a lot in terms of, of people's um, um, living in a good feeling and then um, starting to think about comparing how they compare themselves with how other people in their lives are really progressing in their business or in their lives and how they're so different than they are and how um, that that takes them away from a good feeling. So again, you know, we're just looking at the way that the principles play out in our lives in different ways. And this is uh, one way that uh, we uh, use the uh, power of thought to, to think about ourselves. And... Um, you know, um, you might be in your business and um, maybe you're um, a life coach or um, a health professional 
and you compare yourself to somebody who's just written a book and uh, you think about, oh, how you haven't written a book and how um, this person kind of um, is now getting popular. And, um, you know, again, you're in that idea of comparison. And uh, usually that leads to um, thinking about yourself. And, um, again, when we start to think about ourselves, particularly evaluating how we're doing, well, that really moves us away from the feeling we want to live in of well-being and what people might call self-esteem. And so anytime we can get into some pattern of thinking where we start evaluating ourselves, we're in trouble. Um, just talked to, at uh, the seminar um, that I gave in Hawaii. I did a weekend event and then I did a three principles training for some health practitioners who came to Hawaii for the training. And, you know, you heard a lot of comparisons there. Uh, people, you know, just comparing themselves even to expectations they have of where they should be in their lives by now or that they shouldn't be having a struggle that they're having. And so um, there's a lot of thinking we've learned through our lives that lead us to uh, compare ourselves to some standard, whether it's uh, somebody else in our lives who we admire or a friend who um, who's, who um, might be acting um, at a level we'd love to act on or just our own ideas about where we should be in our lives. A lot of that came out during the weekend event and in terms of people having these expectations that um, – they should be in a long-term relationship by now. They should be settled with finances by now. They shouldn't ever experience um, the changes in moods that they're experiencing. Well, all of this is comparisons. And really, just comparing ourselves particularly to um, expectations that are just uh, learned ideas. I mean, expectations or standards are really just um, ideas that we've learned through our lives that we think um, uh, we should follow or um, measure up to. And uh, many times the expectations we have about ourselves are just either not right for us or uh, are way beyond what's humanly possible. I remember um, I was working for this medical center and um, they had... um, uh, instigated um, uh, that we would uh, not have any open times in our schedule. So all of our times that were open would be filled and we had to see clients during those times. So all of a sudden, people in the clinic were really feeling a lot of stress. And one of my colleagues said, you know, we're being asked to do something that isn't humanly possible. And that really woke me up to how much... um, we think about ourselves um, and expect of ourselves um, uh, to be somewhere in our lives where um, it's not humanly possible for us to 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 be there. It, we're following somebody else's idea that was handed to us, whether it's in growing up with our family or our friends or teachers of ours, and um, they kind of nag these expectations as we once again during the day. Um, start thinking about ourselves. And uh, this is a really uh, powerful way that we think about ourselves in the sense that it really 
gets us to most of the time now um, be critical of ourselves or see ourselves as not measuring up. But once again, you know, some of these expectations people have of themselves are just I just don't really speak to what's right for them, what their own wisdom is leading them to. Um, sometimes people will see that their their job isn't right for them and uh, continue to work in a place where their wisdom is telling them this isn't right for them. But, you know, they have this expectation that they're not a quitter or they have these ideas that... Um, you know, their colleagues are handling it well or, you know, um, how am I going to get to the next step of these expectations I have of myself if I don't stay on this job and then get the promotion? So there are many, many ideas we have where uh, we're thinking about ourselves in comparison to either our own standards or uh, other people's behaviors that um, really... Um, keep us from following our own wisdom or what might be right for us. You know, many people, um, uh, for example, um, who have not found a relationship yet that they really want to be with long term, start to compare themselves to friends who are already married or uh, engaged or already have a family starting. And again, you know, there are so many ways that we can look at other people in our lives and kind of measure ourselves to that level. And um, again, that takes us right away from our um, our feelings of well-being and uh, actually even following our own wisdom. Uh, sometimes uh, the, what, what is right for us, again, speaks against the expectations that... Uh, we have developed through um, our our life. And uh, they may, again, like I said earlier, may not fit the person we are now. Um, people talked a lot about how uh, Facebook gets people, looking at their friends on Facebook gets, gets them to start feeling bad about themselves as they see all the accomplishments their friends are doing, you know. And... Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone is human. Everybody gets caught up in this. Uh, but today we're talking about it in a way so you could kind of recognize this as a way of thinking that um, really isn't valuable to us at all. Um, I just had a client come in who was really feeling depressed. And, um, so, you know, yesterday and asking her, well, how are you, what, what's going on that you're feeling so depressed? And she said, well, I just saw... Uh, my best friend's uh, post on Facebook about how she's got this new venture in her business and I just felt so badly that uh, my business isn't doing so well. Um, So um, I just thought it would be great for us to be talking together about how we're all part of these principles, the power of thought to create thinking in our minds and consciousness to make that thinking look real to us and how comparison is a style of thinking that usually uh, usually leads us to um, um, feel badly about ourselves. Now, some people can use it to feel better about themselves, but that's really the other side of the same coin because it really isn't the deep feeling of well-being and uh, contentment and um, love and understanding that we were meant to live in. 
And that other type of comparison where you feel better uh, comparing yourself to another person, again, misunderstands uh, the humanness of all of us. And it's just kind of a prop to take care of our insecurities that we have to um, engage in thinking about how much we're, how better we're doing than compared to someone else. So both sides of the coin, when we look at comparison, lead us to feelings that aren't really our true nature, the, the true nature of just living your day um, in a sense of uh, well-being and um, it, with love and understanding. Of course, you're not always going to be at that level, but you can at least begin to look at thinking that leads you astray from that, um, um, thinking that really leads you um, into... Um, you know, doubting yourself or questioning how you're doing. I know when I thought uh, that uh, compared to some of my colleagues at one time, uh, early in my understanding of principles, I hadn't really uh, seen as much as they had. I called up uh, Sidney Banks to um, ask him if he would talk a bit more with me because I wanted to see more. And in, 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 in essence, he just said, you know, don't even think about it that way. Just live your life. And, um, I mean, that really didn't really make sense at that moment. But over the years, as I've reflected on that, I think he was just telling me, just live your day. Live as you. And um, the minute you start making comparisons, um, it's really a sign that you're really looking at yourself in the wrong light you're using the power of thought to really work against you. And uh, if you just live yourself, you'll probably be able to um, understand more and more about the principles yourself. It also happened through the years in terms of people um, who um, thought they weren't teaching the principles uh, like they should be. Uh, somehow they were with a mentor who uh, was critical of the way they were talking or sharing the principles. And I remember a good friend of mine um, having experienced that uh, from one of the three principles mentors uh, called up and said, gosh, I've been told that I'm not really teaching the principles right. And again, Sid, Sid just said, teach your way, which is again the same thing as just live now, you know, just live your life which is, um, you know, do do it the way you're being guided to, to do that. And you'll know, you'll learn from that. You'll understand more if you need to. And again, you know, his straightforwardness in that regard and really his deep understanding was speaking to how easy it is for all of us to get caught up in these comparisons and uh, think we're lacking think we're missing something, think we're not as good as, or on the flip side, like I was saying, thinking we're better than. But again, that moves us away from our true nature. As Sidney Banks has said, you know, our true nature is mental health. And what is mental health? Contentment. And what is contentment? Being satisfied with what is. When I heard that, that really brought peace to my mind. Because it's very simple. Uh, in my in my training, 
uh, it looked like mental health was very complicated and required a complex amount of uh, analysis and so forth. And it's very simple. It's just contentment. And I know all of you have had uh, a moment or two in your lives or more where you just had that pure feeling of, of contentment, of just being satisfied with what is, this warm feeling, and uh, just feeling uh, a sense of well-being. Now, if you truly have that, um, then there's no thinking that you're lacking anything. There's no thinking that you need more. So that deep feeling of our true nature protects us against um, um, that thinking that comes to our mind that we're calling comparisons today. Uh, so uh, you can see that the minute you get thinking about yourself, you move away from the, the true nature in which you're, you're meant to live. Now, all of us do that. There's no way um, you're through the day going to live in contentment. However, you can know what's going on. You could start to see that um, the way you're using these uh, gifts of thought and consciousness are working against you. And that recognition is very powerful because the minute you really see it as true, not just as a good idea, but you really see that as true, that the comparisons you're making is just something you're doing with your own thinking that it may not have any truth for you within there. And it's taking you away from your your true nature, not only your true nature, but also your wisdom. The minute you have that recognition at a truth level that you really know that to be true, uh, that changes things for you immediately. Because the minute you see it that way, you are already away from uh, the comparisons and the, the way that those comparisons look true to you, you're already a step back from them by that recognition. And then as you stay in that, you'll get guided to, to move closer to your own sense of well-being. You know, you might say, oh, well, just quiet your mind. You might just say, oh, this is what I heard on the teleseminar. I ought to just uh, drop this thinking. I shouldn't uh, attend to it as much as I do. Whatever. It'll, it'll come to you your own way, and that will be very powerful in helping you uh, with getting back to, um, you know, your, your good feelings, your well-being, and your contentment. I mean, isn't that simple to just see that we were all meant to live in just this good feeling of love and understanding or contentment? And it's good to just know that that is true, even though we're not there. Because just to know that that is there and available is hopeful to, to people. I know when I used to do work from my old uh, ways of, of, of doing psychology, um, it didn't have a, a lot of hope in it because people had to do a lot of time in therapy or they had to analyze a lot of things about themselves. And they had this um, particular category they were a part of. But when you talk to people in a way that all it is is just finding an understanding that leads them to contentment and well-being, which is already uh, everyone's true nature, and it's just this misunderstanding of the way uh, we use thought and a misunderstanding of the nature of thought 
that's all we're up against. And once we start to see that there are habits of thought we get into that um, brings us away from our true nature, this feeling of contentment, we start to begin to um, shift away from these habitual thoughts. This is even true in uh, the love relationships you have in your life, whether it's with family or friends or with a, a partner. Um, one of the things that always gets people away from uh, love and understanding and living together with someone is making comparisons. Uh, I'll tell you, that really is a killer to the feeling of, of love and understanding. We were talking about relationships a bit over the uh, weekend in the Hawaii event that I that I did, and um, somebody said, "Oh yeah, we're talking about the honeymoon feeling being over." And you know, and I'm saying, "Well, yeah, that's a saying out there that the honeymoon is over, but it's really a myth because the feeling that we call the honeymoon feeling never leaves. So you are love and understanding. You are contentment." But the way you get yourself away from it is to begin to make comparisons about your partner or comparisons about you with your partner. Um, so there are many habit patterns that people get into that um, they start to see that their partner needs uh, to fix something or they find fault with some of the ways that their partner operates. Uh, they start to compare them to some ideal in their minds or something, you know, again, they have expectations of their partner in a relationship. Now, that doesn't mean the two of you wouldn't talk about some things that you would like from one another, but you don't want to do it um, when you've just made comparisons and it's taking you away from um, the, these good feelings in you and this love and understanding or this goodwill, you know, Um but really, the only reason you move away from that feeling is making comparisons. Can you see that? Even in these relationships you have, you make comparisons. And it may not be, in relationships, it's usually not about you. It's about the other person. Uh, you know, you have a wish, oh, I wish they would be different. I wish they would clean off the counter. Uh, can they do some of the chores? I mean, there's so many different things that go on where couples make comparisons or family members make comparisons with one another or with friends. And uh, the minute you do, you're living outside of, <clears throat> excuse me, you're living outside of the feeling that will help you with um, being able to talk with your friends or family or with your uh, partner uh, about something that you'd like to see differently. So you can see that these comparisons infiltrate almost every area of our lives. And, um, you know, as a kid, I remember doing that because I uh, was taking guitar lessons because uh, I just uh, really dreamed of playing the guitar. So I started at seven years old and took lessons for a long time. But I realized now that seven years old was a little early to start because there were times I didn't want to do lessons and uh, I would not do a good lesson and um, and and then feel bad about myself. And, um, and again, you know, it was just uh, at a time when uh, it was just a week I didn't want to practice. And uh, instead of that being okay, I had these expectations 
probably pointed, probably given to me either by my uh, guitar teacher or my parents that, you know, I should practice. So, again, you know, moving away from just my own wisdom that maybe this week I wanted to rest. Um, so it got me doing funny things about it, you know. I remember that first year or two, I was, I, I think I was maybe for me just too young to really be uh, practicing so frequently. But I remember um, uh, we had this big old huge uh, rose bush out in the backyard of our house. It was huge. It wasn't like just a, a rose plant. It was almost like a rose tree all filled in. And I would um, throw my lessons in there and just say I lost them. So, uh, again, you know, you make these comparisons, you start feeling bad about yourself, and then you do something, you know, then you make up some reason for why you're acting the way you do. So these are just, you know, examples of how much, um, how easy it is for us to get into comparisons um, and then start to feel badly. And uh, just starting to recognize that comparison is just a form of thought. And it becomes habits for for all of us in this human condition. But we just want to see them for what they are and um, hold them as light, lighter as we can um, as we start to see them more as just thinking we're doing rather than truths about ourselves. Now, that doesn't mean we may not see something we would like to correct about ourselves. That's a different thing. And if you take uh, that uh, information that there's some things about you that you'd like to get better, and you take that uh, within the feeling of um, of well-being or in the feeling of understanding for yourself, it's no big deal. You just start to reflect on how you can make that happen. But when you start looking at yourself and wanting to correct yourself from the uh, the feelings of uh, of um, self-doubt um, or criticism that come from comparison, it feels even worse. It's hard to acknowledge that uh, you might need to change some things. I mean, we did that in our program on addictions and compulsions. You know, we didn't really... Uh, we didn't really want to manifest how uh, people might... Um, have severe problems with um, alcohol or other drug use. I mean, we wouldn't uh, overlook it, but we didn't really want to emphasize that until uh, our clients started to get a better feeling for themselves. And once they started to get a better feeling and stop the shame or the criticisms or um, these expectations that they couldn't quite follow yet, once they started to feel better within then it was easy for them to take a look at the, how much they needed to change uh, their drinking, their drug use, their other um, habit patterns, you know, their compulsions for shopping. Um, people don't, people, when they look at that from already uh, having made many, many comparisons about how badly they're doing compared to what they expected themselves or how other people operate in life, really can't take an honest look at what they need to change. But once they start to get back to their um, feelings of well-being, it's easy to take a look at something that needs to be changed and uh, start to go for it or ask for help or look for support. 
So I just wanted to give you a few thoughts here on how comparisons are really just some learned thinking we grew up with using and how it can easily move us away from um, the state of mind we're meant to live in, love and understanding, contentment, being satisfied with what is. Um, so just want to uh, stop for a minute and just check in with people. Again, you know, we've got... A number of people on the call, so I really want to hear from you. That was the the purpose of doing these teleseminars was kind of have it like a a meeting where we can get input from the people on the call. So if you have any questions or thoughts you want to share about today's meeting, hit star two on your phone. Um, Also, for those of you who um, have questions just about the principles in general, that's fine too. Again, if you hit star two, I'll um, I'll see that you have a question and, and open it up for you. So I have, um, Chris, is this you? It is. Hello, Mark. Hi. Hi. Good, good to hear Hi. from you again. Yeah, welcome back. Thank you. Yeah. So um, I was just thinking, um, you know, good topic today, and um, I was just kind of thinking about, how you mentioned, um, you know, society's expectations of unworthiness make it really hard for us to accept the fact that, you know, there's nothing wrong with us, right? Like we are constantly in a state of trying to improve ourselves. Um, I was also kind of just thinking about, you know, and in, in no way, you know, disparaging it, but just kind of objective, objectively thinking about it, about, you know, if you just take kind of organized religions, right? And like I said, from a spiritual perspective, wonderful, but there is somewhat of an embedded unworthiness there, right, in that um, we kind of have to strive our whole lives to kind of uh, continue to get better, right? Uh, that I mean, it's kind of a paradox in the fact that, you know, we're told that we're created in love, and, and you know, that's, that's quite true, but we're also unworthy, and we need to strive our whole lives, and I think people kind of you know, it's kind of embedded in people and innate and, and that, you know, you, you, you constantly do, need to improve and, and you don't measure up. And I think maybe that does make it very hard for people to just grasp the fact that, you know, there's nothing wrong with you. You, you know, you're, you're, you're perfect in, in who you are and just that acceptance is very difficult, I think, in, in light of that. I think that's the beauty of the principles, Chris, is that uh, it's really pointing to us being – uh, okay, that we are already mental health, uh, we are already um, uh, what we're striving to be. And um, I, I think, the, you know, you point out, uh, again, the innocence of how we learn to begin to think of ourselves in ways that lead to comparisons, you know, to have expectations uh, that we should be better than we are. And uh, it moves us away from um, uh, the knowing that we came into the world with that we are in these pure feelings, you know, of well-being and and love and understanding. And I think the thing about it is to just see it's an innocent thing, you know, it's the level of consciousness uh, that uh, most of the world is in. Um, And it takes different forms. So it could be... um, some of the messages we get from our particular religion, it's certainly messages we get from 
the society. It was a messages in the 70s from the personal development movement uh, that had a lot of, um, oh, I mean, different um, different ways to get better, you know. And uh, so there are many, many um, patterns of uh, within our world that we come into that get us uh, thinking about ourselves and move us away from uh, realizing our true nature. And I think we just have to see uh, the innocence of it in the sense that um, there's just a misunderstanding of uh, the, these principles of the nature of thought. And um, But we can see it for ourselves. And as we can see it for ourselves, then we uh, make use of um, what's out there around us in a way that's much more helpful to us. Having more understanding for the level of consciousness that, uh, you know, some religions uh, speak from, uh, some areas of society speak from, our friends speak from, our family speaks from, you know. Yeah, but you're right. I mean, Sid says it, you know. He says all the time, you know, we come into the world from this pure uh, essence, this pure feeling, and then the minute we're born, we are contaminated. And he doesn't mean that in a negative sense. He means it to see that we can't help but pick up um, the thinking that's around us. And uh, however... Uh, given that we were blessed to have been pointed toward this understanding, we could find that for ourselves and take better care of ourselves with the messages uh, that are all around us, including these comparisons that um, lead us to not feel okay. Um, I was up at the uh, the um, Three Principles School in um, Salt Spring Island, uh, a year ago because um, Chip and Elsie asked me to speak there and uh, Chip was mentioning uh, he was talking to the group about how he had just met uh, Sidney Banks and uh, volunteered to help Sidney uh, redo his uh, fireplace mantle uh, because uh, Chip was a mason stone mason and so he spent all day with um, uh Sid and at night, just as Sid was leaving to go to bed, he said to Chip, "Hey Chip, isn't it good to realize you're okay?" And Chip said that just hit him so deeply that he realized all of the thinking he'd been doing that uh, led him to feel not okay. And so it's great that you mentioned that, Chris, because uh, it, the, you know it's easy to get caught up in. Um, comparisons that move us away from being okay. That was one of the feelings I had, Chris, for, for wanting to do this teleseminar. So um, thank you so much for sharing that. You're welcome. Anybody else have anything they want to share? Any questions you have? You you just need to hit star two. Um and uh, particularly um, as you're looking into the principles, anything about these principles you'd like to hear about or have any questions about them? Um, I would, oh, here we go. Um, there's a, a, a Michael from uh, Culver City. Is that 
Is that you, Michael? It's Linda. Oh, Linda. Well, hi, Linda. <laughs> hi, Mark. How are you? Oh, good. It's so good to hear from you. Yeah, I know. It's great to hear from you, too. And I and I love this um, talk because it's something that I'm so um, aware of now, you know, the comparisons. And um, I... what. Um, was coming forward for me um, just the other day. I um, bumped bumped up against someone saying something, and I uh, I could and it made me feel really bad. And you know, with all my training, I know that um, okay, it's my thought, and you know, just you know, let it go. And it was a comparison thing. Um, you know, with the um, store, you know, the store that I had at one time. And um, uh-huh. it, the, the, the person said something like they were following them and they were doing great. And it made me, you know, I could see like where my thinking was going. But, you know, where I, what I'm wondering is, you know, I feel like it like hurts so much, like that there's this hurt inside of me. And I just wanted, I, it's like, I feel like I need to heal it, which is, you know, where I'm, you know, my training is. So that's, I get like, that's where I kind of get stuck. It's like, is there a part of me that needs healing? And I listen to you. It's like, no, I'm fine. But it's, my brain still goes there, my thoughts. Does that make sense? Well, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, you know, and I think no, no, I don't know if anyone um, uh, really escapes that kind of experience. Um, I know there are times I'll look at some of my colleagues and say, oh, my God, you know, uh, I wish I would have followed that idea I had. Look what they did with it, <laughs> you know, and uh, and you're in it. You know, that's the nature of the principles. You know, the minute you, uh, you know, get caught up in a way that you're thinking, you're in that. It looks real to you. Um and uh you know uh, and then you get all of the feelings of it and you know it's it's so instantaneous that it brings in memory as well so it looks like there's something that exists somewhere within us uh you know beyond it just being a thought you know there must be something that exists here because i've got some hurt about it and maybe you do you know uh but only when you only when you have that quality of thought, me too, you see, because once you had a little, I don't know if this is true, but what you said was something about once you realize it's just your brain that's doing it, you have a little shift in um, the theme for it. All of us do. Once we recognize, well, that's just uh, the way I'm looking at it. Um, but, you know, I mean, I could still feel sad about some things that I remember uh, that come to my mind. That's a thought. And I could have a wish that um, I uh, could have done something differently or it would have worked out differently. Uh, but I've got to be careful when I do those comparisons because one of the things when I start looking at the past is, and for all of us, is that uh we don't we never really see that moment that we're remembering or thinking about exactly how it was and um we never can really get back to it 
So it gets um, kind of filtered through uh, forgetting some of it, uh, some of our usual habits of the way we think about ourselves. So we start remembering some of the ways that things went, um, uh, not in its purest sense. And if we really just saw uh, something that we regretted or wished was differently, as pure as it was, we would see that um, at that moment um, we couldn't do anything other than what we were doing given what we saw. Um, but really, you know, um, feelings are only there uh, when we have, when we are engaging, engaging the thoughts that create those feelings. Um, and uh, they don't really get stored anywhere, but when we start to remember something that was painful for us, we will feel it as if, um, you know, uh, there's, there's more to it than just the fact that we're remembering now and we're getting the feelings that go along with that memory. Um, again, there's, um, I mean, there's nothing here in terms of using the principles in a right or wrong way. You just... Um, are able to have thought and consciousness makes that look real to you and you have the effect of it. And um, and no matter how much our understanding is, we will have times when we have the whole range of feelings about something in our lives. Um, but again, you know, um, in looking at the topic of comparisons, we have to be careful with that because it really... Um, has us thinking about ourselves and the situation of uh, where we could have been or what we wished we would have done or, uh, you know, things like that. We, we're looking at it from a kind of slanted view. We don't really see that the way we called it at the time was uh, perfect for us. Yeah. So I don't know if that makes sense. Does that make sense, Linda? Yeah, yeah, that... Yeah, that helps a lot. Yeah, to kind of um, bring it back to the principles that you know, and, and not to the oh, there's a place in me that needs to be healed. You know, because that's where I was like, oh, it's always going to be there until I heal it. So yeah, but it it can um, get smaller through seeing more, seeing the truth. Or go away, doesn't not get smaller, but you know, yeah. Well, it can actually, it can actually, like you say, disappear as you have an understanding. Oh, wait a second, uh, um, uh, you know, here I go again. You know, just using my thinking, some way that you understand and bring it back to the principles, it can actually disappear. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's really about just bringing it back to. The, the principles, uh, nothing, you are not really uh, a hurt. You can't be uh, because you truly are this, you truly are mind, which is this, these feelings of what are called contentment, but it's deeper than that. So anything overlaying that must be due to the way we're thinking about ourselves. And there's nothing wrong with us thinking about ourselves. So, you just kind of try to bring yourself back to the understanding of the principles and reflect on that and, and see what comes to you. 
But I don't think in the human condition um, we're going to escape um, comparisons. But I think we can start to see them for what they are, which helps us a great deal. Um, you know, Sid says that um, uh, we're not going to ever... He, he, he calls it something. I hate to use the word because there really isn't an ego, but he was talking this one time on a tape about how, you know, the ego is there and uh, creates jealousy, greed, um, envy, irritation, all, all of this. And just as a way for us to see that um, th there, there is a, um, a mode of experience that's really coming from, uh, uh, from some kind of insecure thought rather than truth about ourselves. And, uh, you know, the, the personal development movement from which a lot of different approaches grew, like uh, one approach that grew from that was NLP, uh, but there are other approaches that um, always come from there's more you need, there's more that you need to see about yourself because you're missing something. And um, the principles are saying you are it all because you are mind. So being a part of mind means that you have the intelligence of the universe that you are. And so um, you're beyond a, 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 um, a thought-created experience. See, you're beyond what thought and consciousness could create for you. So whatever it is you're creating can't really exist in some area within you. It just does because the minute you think a certain way that is usual for you and me, uh, all these other memories come in like in a nanosecond that make it feel like, oh my God, you know, I've been this way for years or, you know, I'm really up against something that uh, I need to, to um, get a handle on. But what you really, what we really need to do, including me, and I'm not saying it as a strategy, is what we have to do is come back to the principles and the minute we really move outside of that thinking, we have a different feeling. Um, I mean, um, I'm trying to think of an example. You know, let's say you really want to, uh, well, I know what it was. I was invited by one of the, uh, one of my mentees uh, to, um, to go to the Hollywood Bowl and watch a Culture Club. Her husband plays, uh, is a member of Culture Club, Boy George and the Culture Club. Mm. And um, I wasn't going to let anything get in the way of my enjoying that. You know, I mean, you know, so, um, and so even though thoughts came up about traffic or, you know, worry about getting there on time, I just wasn't going to, I just wasn't going to live in those usual thoughts I get. Um, I don't know. I was trying to make an example of uh, just how there are levels of consciousness you live in where, uh, you know, hurt or uh, envy or jealousy or greed or uh, anger do not exist. And, 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 and it isn't like it went somewhere or that it's there that you need to heal it. Um, however, you might see that you need to be happier. You might see that you need to slow down. You might see that you need to maybe forgive. 
you might see that you need to come to peace. I mean, um, I, I mean, in our form, uh, as we start to take a look at ourselves in a more easier light, we might notice some things we need to get better at. Um, but that doesn't mean um, anything exists within us because we are uh, uh, contentment. We are well and uh, love and understanding. We're, we're mental health. And the only thing moving away from that, really, the only thing is the way we use um, the power of thought. Well, I hope that made sense. I realize I'm talking a lot, and I hope I didn't drift too much for people there. I just wanted to kind of reinforce what Linda said so nicely about just, you know, coming back to the principles. Um, <clears throat> with the time remaining, anybody else have a question? We have a time for maybe one more question or anything you want to share about what you're learning or um any experience with your understanding? Um, any questions for today? Again, just hit, hit start two on your phone. Um, really, it'd be nice to hear from you. Some of you new people, it's really nice to see you. I, I see names here, but they may not be actually your name, but they may be the name of the of the phone you're using. But whatever, I see some new names here and I welcome you. I hope um, the call today was helpful to you. If it was helpful, does anybody want to share something that they heard that was helpful to them? I wanted to share something before we finish that came to mind um, that um, was really a nice, simple way. Oh, wait, here we go. Uh, I'll hold that for our next seminar. But here's someone from um, Durham, North Carolina. Is it Cheryl? Yes. Yes, it is. Hi, Mark. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi. I'm good. How are you, Cheryl? I'm all right. I'm enjoying the seminar today. It was um, actually something I was kind of suffering with this morning with comparisons and... Um, so it was kind of timely, but it um, it occurred to me as you were talking at some point that that maybe there really are no mistakes. That you know we we beat ourselves up for mistakes, and which also leads to comparisons. But but is there such a thing as mistakes, or is it just all? Um, I don't know if that makes sense. Well, I really think that uh, you're you're onto something there. Um, yeah, you know, I so there's to me there's like uh, two things about that. I I I really think each time as I was talking with um, I was talking with Linda about it. You know, there's uh, if we look at it, whatever way we're operating, whatever behaviors. We're acting is um, is the is the best way we see it at the time, given our thinking. Right, um, that's what made me think. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's all you can do. Um, now, 
Now, realizing that frees you from uh, having to live with comparisons, uh, having to live with um, judgments and criticisms. Uh, however, uh, you might, in understanding that you called it the best you could given your thinking, and now you have some, some let's say, more understanding than you did then, um, you can use your understanding to take care of that if you need to, but it would be free of um, the slant of uh, criticism, you know, or it would be right. it would be uh, seeing it through the eyes of understanding. And so you could, uh, as we talked about <clears throat> about forgiveness a while back, you could forgive. You could see you need to apologize. You see that you need to make an adjustment in your life. And all of that would, would look pretty neutral given that you have understanding now that you didn't have when you you did what you did. When I mm-hmm. uh, mentor three when I mentor three principles practitioners, I used to say I you know, in my thirty three years of you know, of sharing this, I've made a lot of mistakes and I've stopped saying that because um, they weren't really uh, mistakes. They were just um, my operating at the time from the level I understood the principles and how I saw how to share it. But uh, with uh, with more understanding, I saw how I could I could share these uh, principles in a better way. So I stopped saying I made mistakes. I just talk about how I've just come to um, see better ways to present this, given that uh, I'm understanding more. So as our understanding evolves, we might see ways that we acted in the past that um, we would, um, I don't know, uh, think better of now or see that we may need to take care of that with other people or we just have understanding for it. Um, And that's how we want to look at our past. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. you know we just start we're just operating uh, from the thinking we're in right now, and um, and again like I was mentioning to Linda when we look back at things, uh, we don't really see clearly all of that. Um, we don't really see exactly how we were looking at it. Now if we went back and saw how exactly we were looking looking at it we'd have this pure understanding that we couldn't do anything other than that. But now we see, well, we could do something better than that now, you know. Or we start to see Mm -hmm. it in a way that we we say, well, I want to just get better at that. But it's a gentle uh, way of looking at ourselves rather than through the eyes of comparisons or judgments or evaluations. Yeah. Yeah. When you, um, that, that, yeah, there are there really mistakes, and, and thanks for exploring that with me. Yeah, I would just what I would do is that you you've seen something, and I would just stay reflective about it. Meaning, I wouldn't try to figure it out anymore. I would just kind of mm. let it per let okay. it percolate. Yeah, don't right. try That's to analyze it. And, yeah, yeah. yeah you no, you when you see number. something like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you see something like this, you just say, oh, man, I'm, I'm onto something. I don't quite see it yet. And just kind of say, help me see it, and then go about your day. But the more you try to figure it out, the more you're going to be lost in your own 
personal thinking, trying to figure it out. Right. Um, but what I would and do I'm, is... a mistake. Yeah? <laughs> What's kidding. that? I said I might make another mistake. Ah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it can haunt us, can't it, that mistake thing? <laughs> well, great. Okay. It well, was just great. Thank you, Cheryl. Nice having you, you on the call. Um, well, we're coming to a, a close today, so I wanted to leave you with two things. Uh, again, if you had a, an email from you, from me reminding you of this call, you will get the recording within the next several days of this particular uh, seminar. If you want more um, in that email to you, there will be other ways for you to look at more. There's um, a way to look at iTunes. I've got a podcast now on iTunes with all of my teleseminars or SoundCloud or look at my website, www.3principlesinstitute.org. If you have any questions, you can email me at drdrmarkhoward at comcast.net. And um, one other thing, I would really recommend that you um, get a hold of a Sidney Banks book and start reading some of his works. Um, he uh, is the person who had this deep insight that is shared with the world, and there's nothing that um, compares with, um, with his writings. Well, wonderful having all of you on the call and some new people and uh, look forward to seeing you uh, next month and um, have a good month and we'll talk then. So again, thanks for everyone calling in and um, hope this was helpful to you. Talk with you next month. Bye, everybody. <laughs>